Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Welcome, friends, to Journey of Being a Disciple podcast, where we want to share with you all God is teaching us on our journey of being a disciple. Yes, I said we and us, because today I have a guest on the podcast, Riley Hoffer herself. Ooh, Riley. Yeah, um, just to give you some context, Riley is wearing a face mask. Um, <laughs> Riley, can you just tell us why you're wearing a face mask so of that course. everyone knows and kiss her like, why is Riley muffled? Absolutely. So my... A wonderful member of my family has an autoimmune disease, uh-huh. so I have been inside for several weeks. Understood. Um, to keep this person safe and Understood. just, you know, safety. Safety All first. Things. I respect it, and uh, that's awesome. So you've been staying at home, that's what you said for the past few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, with this Rona 2020, that's what I call Rona it. Rona 2020. Remember Kona 2012? No, Kony 2012 or something, it was like that. Kony? Coney, do you remember that? It was like an African warlord. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. I think we should make Rona 2020 shirts. I'm going to make them. That's Rona 2020. I don't know. All right. I'll buy one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're, t- you're keeping safe and all that. Um, before we jump in, I ask everyone to always be humble, open, and transparent. Um, I, and I even told you right before this, uh, just be unapologetically yourself. Mm-hmm. Just be you. Um, we're just we're getting to know you. So... Uh, we're having a conversation. I told you that also. So we're going to ha- have great dialogue. I think that what we've shared before this was we were planning a, what we're going to talk about. There's a lot of stuff in it. And uh, mm-hmm. I-, I think it's a great story to start talking about. So let's pray real quick and then we'll jump into it. Um, here we go. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are, Lord. Um, thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. Um, in the midst of all this, we know that you are working. Um, Lord, I ask um, whoever's listening to this podcast, may they be able to be in a posture of receiving. May they have a heart that is ready to be molded and shaped in your image. Um, Lord, may whatever is being spoken about, uh, may you speak in a way to these people that only you can. Um, Lord, I ask uh, that when we speak together, as we uh, have dialogue and conversation, may we continue to be a mouthpiece for you, Lord. May we put you on the throne where you belong. Uh, May we give you all the honor, glory, and praise. And Lord, thank you for my uh, friendship with uh, Riley. It's Mm -hmm. it's amazing, and um, I'm thankful to have someone in my life that is uh, so dedicated to you, Lord. And uh, everything that you are doing in her life is amazing, and I'm excited to jump into it. So, in your precious name, we say amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, Riley, uh, I... I don't think many people know you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been people on the podcast that have been bound around Discovery for a while. Um, and I think that we just need to start with, uh, I call it the rap sheet. Mm-hmm. What is your rap sheet? If someone needs to know everything about Riley Hoffer, uh, what do they need to know? Yeah, so Riley Hoffer is, um, first of all, child of God. Mm-hmm. Love him. Amen. Um, second of all, I'm an only child, so I love my parents. Um I grew up, so I was born in Tennessee. Um, aside from Tennessee, I've also lived in Arkansas, um, obviously Florida, mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee, or excuse me, uh, Kentucky, and D.C., Washington, D.C. Um, so I've moved quite a bit. My parents are entrepreneurs, um, mm. so and there's only one of me, so it's easier to pick up and move. <laughs> um, so we've moved all over, and I have four dogs at home. Four dogs? Four dogs, love them. Um, yes. Is there hair everywhere? Um, yeah, there's a lot of hair. It's real messy. Thankfully, <laughs> our floors are gray and their hair is brown, so it blends in pretty well. Uh, but we do clean quite a bit. I was gonna say, like, if you va- like, imagine All you just left it. Ew. 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 No. Well, no. you guys are. Clean. And my allergies are bad. Oh. So. <laughs> 
That's no, no. a that's we a rough won't life. think about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, well, we call this digging into the journey for a reason, and mm-hmm. it's digging into your personal journey with Jesus. So, um, you gave us kind of your like background of mm-hmm. like what we need to know about you. Um, why don't you give us your spiritual background? Yeah. What what what, what has been your life growing up with uh, God and all that? Yeah. So. Um, I always say I've grown up in a Christian environment, but not necessarily a Christian home, mm. um, at least throughout my, throughout my childhood. Yeah. Um, my mom grew up Christian. Um, she went to church pretty often. My dad grew up Catholic. Um, and then I grew up with my grandparents as well. They were always super involved in church. Okay. Um, so I was in and out of churches but like i said we moved quite a bit so we never had i i remember going to church and loving it on um in a few of the places that we went but we never we were never really there long enough to like dig in and get some deep roots in a church um so i at the end of my fourth grade year we moved to arkansas Mm -hmm. i was there uh we were there for nine years that's the place i've lived the longest and so my grandparents were living there at the time um, and it was a small town, so we went to the big uh, First Baptist Church in the middle of town where mm-hmm. everyone went. Yeah. Um, and I started getting involved there, and I really loved it. I was um, involved in the student ministry, and I had a small group of friends um, that were my small group that I mm-hmm. did life with and that sort of thing. And I was involved in Bible studies and uh, retreats and, you know, all the student ministry fun things yeah, you do. Yeah, camp, everything. Camp, all oh the my things. Gosh. I bring up camp in every episode lately, and I'm like, oh, no, we just crush people's dreams. <laughs> oh, sad. Sad times. Oh, no. Um, and so I grew up in church uh, when, well, in Arkansas. I was there. Um, and then in sixth or seventh grade, I... Um, decided I wanted wanted to try it for my school's dance team. Mm-hmm. And so I did, and I made it. And all of a sudden, my friends, my small group of girls, decided they didn't want to be friends with me anymore. Mm. Um, and so I started getting bullied, um, and girls were just really not very nice to me. And mm. so I just pulled back, and I said, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. So I stopped going to church, and I was out of church for about seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Um and I had always sort of felt this tug to go back. I yeah. would pick up my Bible every now and then um, to try to read, but I didn't know where to start. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone around me to say, hey, read this or mm-hmm. pray this or that sort of thing. And so uh, so I just didn't. Um, so you stopped going to small groups? Stopped going to church, period. All of church? All together. Okay. Yeah. And like, was that your whole family or was it just you? Um, I think my parents would try to get me to go back every now and then. Um, but eventually we all three just sort of retreated. Okay. Retreated. Back. You fully left. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, that's, that's not awesome. Right, right. That, <laughs> that's not awesome that you're bullied. Uh, it's sad. Uh, but girls can be evil at times. Yes. Um, but yeah, so you left the church mm-hmm. for about seven, eight years. And, um, this is then, I, I believe so. Correct me if I'm wrong. You, you moved to Orlando. Yes. Um, before we continue into this. Um, there's there's a story that you told me that I want you kind of to, to talk about, and it's the the transition to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time before your parents got here. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about that season when you moved to Orlando and your parents weren't here yet? Yeah, so I moved down to Orlando. I believe it was the like November December of 2015. Yeah, the holidays. Yeah, over the holidays, um, and. 
so I came down. I needed to start school. I was planning on attending UCF, and mm-hmm. I did go to UCF um, for for a while. And so I came down, and I needed to start working. Um, yeah. I had applied like in July of. 2015 yeah. to a job at Disney and I got it and so and it had always been a dream of mine to work at Disney so I really magical wanted place. to magical place on it. <laughs> uh, so I really wanted to do that so I did and um, like I said I'm an only child so my parents are they're my rock they're my foundation yeah. and so um, I made the decision to come down a few weeks early before they did mm-hmm. um, and get started at, at work and go to school uh, get paperwork and that sort of thing situated. Um, And so I did, and it was um, a really uncomfortable time, a time Mm -hmm. of growth. And um, I wasn't actively pursuing a relationship with the Lord then. Mm -hmm. I hadn't gotten to church yet. Yeah. And I was just uncomfortable where I was because I was starting a new job, because I was trying to figure out what school looked like, what college looked like for the first time, Mm -hmm. because I was in a new state and I was without my parents. It was just a season of, even though it was short, it was, um, I think a lot of growth happened there and the Lord was preparing my heart for, um, for just this new journey and for this fresh new start. So, yeah, I think that's so good to hear because, uh, there's seasons in our life that are uncomfortable. Yeah. And especially transition seasons. Mm-hmm. Like either when you go to a new school, yeah. you get a new job, you're in a new relationship, anything. It's like there's always that brief season where you're like learning a mm-hmm. lot. You're either like with jobs, it's like you're training to learn your new position. With school, you have to learn your new schedule. You have to learn what yeah. all your classes are. You have to learn how to manage your time. With the relationships, like you have to know, you're learning a whole new person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's so many times where it's like transition and what happens is we feel uncomfortable and we automatically think it's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we push it away. We're like, no, this isn't right. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I think when you say that, you look back and you see that God grew, grew a lot in you and he was he was preparing you for a time. Mm-hmm. Um, in times that we have now, it's like, it's important to realize that in uncomfortable situations, God can be preparing us Absolutely. for what's to come. Yeah. And whether it's, you said that he was preparing you for like what, what's about to happen and you end up coming to discovery. So mm-hmm. there's like all this stuff that he's preparing for you, but you didn't realize that. No, like, not at all. You were just like, oh my God, this is uncomfortable. My parents, where are they? Yeah. Oh my gosh, let me just get through it. Yeah. So it's so important to realize that. And I think it's really important that, that you say that because it's like, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Growth yeah. is uncomfortable. It's never comfortable. It, it doesn't, it, it, no, it doesn't. It feels mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. It's like, Arr. so yeah. yeah. Um, that's good. And uh, before we, I do want to jump into um, you getting to discovery, mm-hmm. but there's something that I think is, um, there, there's something that you shared with me and uh, it was something that I was like, I know I want to talk to her about this. Um, it, it was your breakup with your, your ex. Mm-hmm. So you were dating someone in high school mm-hmm. and uh, in, in just respect to who, who he is, we will not mention his name, yeah. um, uh, but you were dating him in high school mm-hmm. and um, you guys broke up when you moved to, when you were in Orlando. Yeah. So could you just tell me? What happened? What, what what was that relationship to you, and what kind of happened in there, and what is happening in you today still with that? Yeah, so um, I started dating this guy at the end of my junior year mm-hmm. um, of high school, and and we were in Arkansas, so yeah. we moved um, to Florida at the same time, and we broke up um, at the like beginning of twenty eighteen. Um, so we were together for a little over four years and 
we overall looking back um the relationship was honestly just really unhealthy um and uncomfortable um we were i mean four years is such a long time period yeah and we were just different people from Mm -hmm. high school to the beginning like middle even of college Mm -hmm. um and I really depended on him to be my friend when I didn't have friends. Yeah. Also to um, fill the boyfriend role and yeah. um, to lead and to be all of these different things to me. And so I was putting on him all of these unrealistic expectations yeah. and all of these um, hats and roles. And I was saying, here, can you do this for me? But mm-hmm. can you also do this and this and this for me? Yeah. And... Um, it is, it was so unfair of me to ask all of that of Mm -hmm. him. Um, but so much of my identity since we were together for such a long time was built up in him. Um, and so when we made the decision to end our relationship, the, the Lord really met me there and took me through just this ripping apart of my identity from, from this person. Yeah. And it was the most difficult year of my life, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, it was a lot of crying, a lot of difficult conversations, but it was so healing and mm-hmm. so freeing. Um, it showed me, the Lord showed me the value of community. Yeah. He showed me um, the value of the process and just letting him work and do what he does regardless of time frame. Um, and showed me the value of scripture and of truth. Um, I really leaned on Ephesians three twenty and first mm. Corinthians two nine, I believe. And, um, Psalm 91 and just those verses of promise that, um, he will protect me. He he will deliver me, but he also has great plans for me, and he um, he is my rock and my fortress. Mm. So um, would I go through that again? Would I want to? By no means. That was very <laughs> terrible. Um, but would I? Absolutely, because yeah. it brought me so much closer to the Lord. I truly believe I would not be the same person without that yep. that season. Um, and it brought me so much closer with the people in my life. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And uh, to circle back to what some of the stuff you said, it's I think people don't realize it. And it's something that as Christians, we, we can say really easily um, with being like, well, I put my identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put Christ in everything. Um, but like you said, you, you put an expectation expectations on him that you that just weren't like, fair. You couldn't meet them. Yeah. And it was like he was going to fail you no matter what. Oh yeah. And uh I think that's the same not just with you, you, this was with your ex but this is also with people that have like they they give unexpected expectations to their parents. Oh, absolutely. Um to their friends. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's important to realize that all this stuff that you were tying to someone mm-hmm. um should only be tied to one person. Yeah. And one person that can satisfy all that mm-hmm. and it's only God. Yeah. And it's with your identity, with your security, with your community. Mm-hmm. Um, even if, like, let's say our friends disappeared, it's like our community should always be with God. We should always commune oh, yeah. with God. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so important to remember that. And it's it's great to hear that you were able to realize that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's hard to think that, like, oh, you had to go through that time of tearing apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe you said this is you had to tear 
yourself away from him. Yeah. And you had to realize that you were connected to him, mm-hmm. especially when you broke after you broke up with yeah. him. You're like, I'm no longer with him. Yeah. I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so powerful to know that. And I'm trying to look up a verse real quick. That's uh, I got on my phone and I was like, I need to find it real quick. And you were mentioning all those verses that you were saying. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm current this week. I was in Psalm 61, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a psalm by David. And he says, "Let me find it." I, can't, I, I wish I would have known this. I just, I think of them last minute. I'm like, I need to look for him. Oh, I'm in the message version. That's why. Oh, I, I, I'm usually an ESV guy. First, yeah. ESV is where I go. Uh, oh, uh, so in Psalm 61, it says, Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. For the, for the um, From the end of the earth I call you. When my heart is faint, lead me to the rock that is mm-hmm. higher than I. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's that's something that, once you had to break yourself away, it's like we you started to realize um, eventually now mm-hmm. and where yeah. you are now, it's you're realizing that um, God lead me to you. Mm-hmm. There's everything else is whatever, but Doesn't it's matter. I yeah. need to look to you, I, and, and He hears you. Mm-hmm. And especially with all that pain, I think uh, it's it's key that um, you're bringing it to God. Mm-hmm. And you're saying like God, I, I I was putting myself in wrong things. Mm-hmm. I need to put it in you. Yeah. So that's so powerful. Such a such a, a vulnerable state of your life in mm-hmm. it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so that happens, and um, part of that process is still right now and, and, mm-hmm. and even currently, but there was a time when um, I, I know you were dating this person when you came to Discovery. Mm-hmm. So let's go a little bit back to arriving at Discovery. Yeah. So you, you were on break for seven, eight years, mm-hmm. uh, and you moved to Orlando, and you are your parents finally get here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're through that little uncomfortable season, mm-hmm. and uh, you said God was calling you to something, and he was, he was tugging you and preparing you for something, and that's Discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, give us how did you meet? How did you get to Discovery, and what has Discovery been for you so far? Yeah, so um, so we. Our first house, when we got to Winter Garden, um, we moved like a quarter of a mile from the Southwest campus. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, Winter Garden campus now. It was Southwest. It was Southwest. All right. It was Southwest. Um, And so we, my mom and I were talking one day and she said, hey, let's, uh, there's a church down the road. Let's give it a try. Um, So we drove right by it and we said, yeah, okay, we'll try it. So we went on a Sunday um, and it was the first and only church that we tried when we got to Florida, mm-hmm. um, got to Winter Garden. And so it, Discovery as a whole has, the Lord has truly shifted my faith mm-hmm. um, and has shifted my relationship with him through that time. Yeah. Um, through so many ways, through friendships um, and my best friend, Gracie Jones, is a gift from the Lord. Gracie absolutely. Jones. And um, just this sweet community that the Lord has has gifted me. Um, I had I had had close friends here and there, um, and I had one or two close friends that have lasted through the moves and through uh, different schools and phases of life and that sort of thing. But I was really just hungry for community and hungry mm-hmm. for a friend that would um, would be there through the tough times, would hold me accountable for things. Um, but that would that Christ would be at the center of that relationship, um, and so Gracie is is that gift, mm-hmm. um, and so she's been such a blessing. But I have um, so many other sweet friends that the Lord has just surrounded me with. Um, I have a fantastic group of um, women my age in in Discovery. We've 
we've only over these past few weeks gotten together and started a little small group and Mm -hmm. it's just been so life-giving to be surrounded by people my own age um, who love the Lord and who are pursuing the Lord and who um, who the Lord is working in Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been so sweet and then um, I (laughs) when I got to Discovery and I started getting involved. I wanted to serve somehow. Mm-hmm. And I remember wanting to stay as far away from student ministry as humanly possible. Yeah. Because I... It's a scary life. It's student frightening ministry. from was... the outside. <laughs> from the inside, too. But mostly from the outside. Because <laughs> just running around with balls right, and chasing right. each other. All the things. And so <laughs> I wanted to stay as far away as humanly possible. And long story short, that's not the case. Um, Bob Lordell one day asked me, he said, Hey, do you want to come to student camp with us? And I said, okay. And so I did, I didn't have a terrible time. I actually enjoyed it. And so when midweek rolled around that same year, Mm -hmm. he said, Hey, do you want to lead a sixth grade group of, of girls? And I said, I don't know how to do that. And he said, okay, well, you're going to try, let's just do it. Um, and so he threw me right in. And I was so terrified that whole year just because I didn't know how to lead them. I didn't know um, if I was making an impact, mm-hmm. and that was such a worry for me. Yeah. But once the end of that year rolled around, um, I looked back and I just saw these sweet relationships that the Lord was building. Um, and it had just come so full circle because I was in sixth grade when I got hurt. Mm-hmm. And so I really just wanted to speak into their lives and make sure that they didn't end up the same way that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was so sweet to see the Lord um, move in that way. And so I started with them in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Now we're at the end of their ninth grade year. Yeah. Um, and so, and I love them to death. They are some of the sweetest and um, they're just really cool girls. Mm-hmm. Like I love them to death. Yeah. Um, but also, so aside from friendship and aside from student ministry, um, the Lord has given me this passion for worship and for production. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love producing um, on Sunday mornings when we have normal church. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lord has really just um, shown me what what it looks like to serve and what it looks like to lead. Um, and Tom Swain one day called me and said, Hey, I know you produce, you've, you've been in theater and you, mm-hmm. you direct and you do all of these things. Why don't you come produce on a Sunday morning? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and he said, okay, we'll come on Sunday. We'll, we'll show you what it means. And so, um, it has been such a joy to, um, be around adults and yeah. to get to lead adults, but adults that are real adults that Mm -hmm. aren't college adults my age um so to be young and to lead them and to organize a whole service that so many people are um are seeing and that the lord is moving through has just been um has been a real blessing yeah so yeah did you uh you you this we'll touch on a couple things there but one thing that just popped in my head um how has it been leading being product be a producer how has it been leading adults that are like way older than you? Yeah, it no is. No offense to their, they're really no, old. No, they're no. all old people, I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, you won't say it, I'll say it. Uh, but they're like, they're older. Some of them yeah. maybe twice your age. Right. How, how has that been in uh, shaping you as a leader? 
it has been a, an interesting process to see the Lord work through it. It mm-hmm. has been nothing that I would be able to do on my own. It's all yep. it's only been the Lord. Only God. Um, because I wouldn't have had the opportunity, but I also just wouldn't have had the courage to yeah. do it. Um, to step into a place where I'm leading devotionals, where I'm leading an entire service, mm-hmm. and it's my call. If we want to shut, if we want to shut everything down, then that's my call. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be able to sit with people and to listen to their stories about their weeks, to listen to their struggles, um, and to the difficult seasons of life and circumstances that they're in, and to have the privilege and the authority to speak into that has been um, a blessing and it has really just opened my eyes to the Lord, the gifts and the talents that the Lord has given me Uh, but also just how big he is because I never in a million years would have thought that I would be in a place of leading all of these incredible musicians and and, um, instrumentalists through, Mm -hmm. um, through a service yeah and it's it's a big job, but I am um, very thankful and blessed too. Yeah, to have that's it. awesome. Yeah, and then um, I want to go back to something that you said at the beginning of it. Uh, that when you came to Discovery, uh, God really provided something for you that you were hungry for, and that was community. Mm-hmm. Um, and you found that in uh, you said Gracie, you love that woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like you said, also kind of the young adult community that we <clears throat> oh my gosh, um, <laughs> young adult community that we have here. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how has that been for you? I mean, and I, I want to ask this because you said live life with. Mm-hmm. And that, that's such a broad term. Yeah. What has the community been to you more than just living life? Like, what is it like to be in community for you? Because you're craving it. Mm-hmm. It's like we crave community. And I think yeah. we talked about this like right when I got here, when we were just catching up. And it was about how community is just something we crave as mm-hmm. people. Um, what is it about community that we crave and that we need? Mm-hmm. And that, that discovery was able to give you. Mm-hmm. Um, we crave being known. Mm-hmm. At least I do. Yeah. And so I'm a, an Enneagram too. Um, and so I... Eight. <laughs> um, so I put so much value in relationships mm-hmm. and in knowing people. Um, and I am able to understand people's feelings. Um, and so I, in turn wrongfully sometimes expect people to understand what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that comes from a place of just wanting to be known and yeah. to be heard um, and to have a safe space to speak and to have a safe space to admit things and to have a safe space to laugh about a funny joke with yeah, um, or to walk through a difficult season with yeah. or to have a hard conversation with. Um, so for me, it, community, um, is just about someone knowing who I am, mm-hmm. um, and loving me regardless of what I have to tell them yeah. or regardless of what I do or don't bring to yeah. the table. Um, it, and discovery has been such a gift from the Lord to me in that it has, discovery has shown me what it looks like to rally around people and to yep. be a community for them. Um, and I know through my breakup, there were so many people to surround me and to love me through that. Um, and it is, it's just really shifted the way I think about friendship and how I see community. Yeah. It's really good to hear that. And I think anyone that does listen to this should know that, um, 
There's such a power in community. Mm-hmm. And it's more than just having friends. Yes. It's way more than having friends. Like Absolutely. you said, it's being known. Yeah. And uh, it's having someone in your life that you're able to go to with who you are and be who, who everything that you are. Yeah. And they accept you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And say, okay, I still love you. Yeah. And I, I'm going to live life with you. Mm-hmm. And this, we're going to work on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's someone like that. It's so important to have someone like that. And not just... Because it's easy to say, yeah, I'm in a community. And you hang right. out with people and all that. But it's it's so much more than so that. So much more. And I think that's what, that's what separates... Um, the world and what we call living life with people. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I, I hang out with these people. We go party. We go, like, we hang out. We play games and all. They yeah. know a little bit about me, but, like, they, I don't tell them things because I'm afraid right. of what they're going to think. Yeah. So it's important to be known and all that. I'm glad that you're able to find that in, in Gracie and some other people. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Uh, another thing that you've talked about with community um, and the sense of feeling it, um, you didn't mention this yet, was choir. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me, what has your experience with choir been so far? Yeah, so choir in a lot of different ways has pushed me as a worshiper. Mm-hmm. Um, not only musically, I, I've grown up in theater, so I've grown up around music yeah. um, and around singing parts and all these different things. And Daniel, wonderful Daniel Mitchell, has challenged me in um, in musically um, just reaching new heights and doing different things but also choir has um, sort of changed the way I worship not only physically but in my heart Um, being surrounded by 50 to 75 to 100 people who are all worshiping the same God and who are all singing the same song and who um, this love for the Lord is just pouring out of their hearts. Mm-hmm. It's so encouraging and it reminds me so much of, um, it's just a sweet reminder of how big the Lord is mm-hmm. and, um, how much he, how beautifully he is working and how much he wants us to know him. Yeah. Um, and, and all the things he's doing. So, yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. We talked about how I we talked about how like uh, the difference between choir and being on a team mm-hmm. for like there's just like five people singing and leading worship right. and, and choir and all that. Um, what, what was the main difference that you feel? Because you do both. Mm-hmm. On Wednesdays, you, uh, we've led uh, personally mm-hmm. together too. Uh, we've led on stage on a Wednesday where it's just five of us. What's yeah. the difference from like that feeling and also the feeling of being in a choir where there's like maybe twenty to thirty people singing with you? Yeah. So on on a smaller stage where it's only four or five people mm-hmm. um it's so sweet to be able to lead mm-hmm. um and to be sort of the influence that people are looking at to um to lead them into the worship and the praise of god mm-hmm. but on when you're with choir it is just the it reminds me of heaven mm-hmm. and it's the um surrounding of all of the people who are all worshiping the same god who are all just an evidence of his his power and his might and his glory, um, and it we are leading when we're in choir, but it's also um, it's a I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's um, it's a group. Yeah. It's you're all together, you're all worshiping, you're all doing the same thing, and you're leading everyone else in that as well. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's good. When I was in, I used to be. In- chorus for high school mm-hmm. there's just such a different feeling yeah. when you sing with people and there's like so like there'll be solos and that's what i feel like teams are like you have a you have a purpose as a solo in a yeah 
but Absolutely. as like in a choir there's such a feeling power and like you're yeah. in it's just like you feel there's the feeling of just i think you said this earlier is family mm-hmm. absolutely feel like you're just like you're all doing the same thing and i watch videos of like it's it's choral mpa time right now for mm-hmm. well what is it may mm-hmm. oh my gosh i don't Lovely. even know it was recent um but like it was it was recently when mpa would usually happen for school and there's been videos i just like pop up my feed and i'm like i miss those days yeah i miss that feeling of community mm-hmm. from that and it's so powerful um, the power of worship and the power of freely worshiping with other believers. Absolutely. Um, that's awesome. Um, was choir something that you just wanted to go into or was it something that you had to like think about for a second? Um, it was, I think, something I I had always wanted to do. Okay. Um, so when I got the invite, I was like, all right, I'll do it. Why not? Hello. I love choir. So. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I just wanted to know that because hearing your patterns of mm-hmm. getting involved at Discovery, um, the first one was student ministry and you say like, I don't want to do that mm-hmm. I, I, you had scars <laughs> you're like I'm not gonna no 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 and you said uh, Bob came up to you brought you asked you to come to camp you came to camp and said hey what about being a sixth grade leader and you're like I, I don't know how to do that mm-hmm. and then Tom says hey we, we need producers you're like I don't know how to do that mm-hmm. and I think it's important that you still did it mm-hmm. and um, there's this famous saying uh, I don't know if Don like Don said it before but like I think it's beyond Don mm-hmm. um, and it's God does not call um, people that are just that want to do stuff. Mm-hmm. He's calling. He makes us available. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be available so that He can call us. Yeah. And He and you you easily could have been like, you know what? I'm not. I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. Whatever. I, I just don't know how to do it. And He's like, well, I'll equip you. Don't worry about that. Yeah. And um, there's there's a saying. I just don't know. If God right. calls the equip. There. He doesn't, he doesn't call, call the equip. He equips the call. Yes. There we it? go. All right. It was in my mind. <laughs> it was fighting to get out. I knew, thank you, Jesus. Um, it's so powerful to think that because you were you were not ready. No. You were not ready at all. And it's similar to like, I brought up jobs earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not qualified for some jobs. No. They're like, we're going to train you. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, we'll just accept the job offer. So it's important to think that. And I love that you say that and you're like, I didn't know. I, I didn't know what to do. And they were in the church, the church and Bob and Tom were like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Just come. We'll yeah. teach you. <laughs> And then in that, you're finding your talents and your gifts yeah. and all that. You're passionate about production now mm-hmm. and passionate about all that stuff, and you're finding joy in it. Yeah. And you're like, I would have never guess that. Mm-mm. Not in a million years. Okay. Well, there's one last thing I do want to talk about, and it's um, just to finish this. And I think it's so powerful and uh, um, what you're passionate about right now. And um, I, we've gone through everything that you're, you're you've been through and – um, what you've been learning and seasons that you've been in, um, but let's look towards the future. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that you are that you're like just passionate about that, that God's really firing you up for yeah. in, in the future? Yeah. So I, over the past few weeks, months, whatever of quarantine, um, the Lord has just continually been asking me to be, mm-hmm. to be present, to be still, um, to be quiet, and. I am just so excited for what this season is going to be. Um, my school, I, so I go to Rollins. I'm a senior at Rollins. Um, so they announced yesterday that we aren't going back to, to school until the middle of September, mm. um, which means I have another four months in my house. Um, and I'm an introvert, so that doesn't really bother me. <laughs> and I love being with my family and being with my dogs and um, just spending time at home. Um, so I am 
so excited for what the Lord's going to do with this time. Mm -hmm. I don't have specific expectations, but I have high expectations because I know what he's asking me to do is just be present and just allow him to work. Yeah. And so on my end, I am buying a keyboard um, within the next few days so I can learn to play piano. And I have picked up baking and I love to bake and I love to cook. And mm -hmm. so I'm excited to dig into that. And I want to plant an herb garden. And so on, on the physical side, there are so many things I want to do and things I'm excited to do with this time. But on on the spiritual side, I don't know what the Lord's going to do in me. Mm. And I have been asking, I've been praying for, um, for just his will to be done and yeah. him to, um, to come and do the work that he needs to do to prepare me for whatever this next season looks like, yeah. because I graduate in December. And so this neat little plan that we all have of, of kindergarten and elementary school and middle school and high school and, um, then maybe you go to college or you go to work. For me, that looked like college. And so in December, this neat little plan runs out for me. And I'm, I'm at the end. And if you know me, then you know I'm not one to not have a plan. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a plan for what January looks like. I don't know what job opportunity is, is going to open up. Um, but I'm okay with that. And I'm really excited for what the Lord's going to do. Um, and yeah, so I'm excited to just be present and to allow him to work um, and to just be open-handed with whatever whatever he brings my way. Yeah, I think I, I love hearing that because it's, I think as young adults, um, which we are, um, mm -hmm. it's very easy for, a, it can sound very like a free, like, well, I don't know. God's going to do what he does, whatever, right. I don't care. And it can sound uh, like reckless a little bit. It's mm -hmm. like, well, I, we're just like letting it in the wind. It's like, no, we're still going to keep foundations. We're going right. to still pursue him. And I don't know what that's going to look like, though. And um, I do know I want to do some things and all that. You do have a plan for like some stuff that you mm -hmm. want to do. But you're you're very open-handed on saying, like, yeah. do what you want. Mm -hmm. have you, you have control. Have your way, Lord. Um, and I think that's so powerful in uh, thinking about anyone that's even a student to a person that's in our in our age range of young adults or even someone that might be in their 30s or 40s that's yeah. just like thinking about like making a new change they're in the middle of their yeah. life like either the kids are leaving or something like that anyone can hear that and mm -hmm. be like make some plans mm -hmm. but don't stay firm to them yeah you don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. god is the only one he is god he is the maker of all creation that's his job mm -hmm. um, I, I love that here that you're just like you have those open hands and you're saying god do do your will yeah um, so that's awesome. Great to hear. Love that, Riley. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, that's all the time we have for today, but uh, I, I hope you had fun. Yes, this was great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, thank you, everyone, that was able to take some time to listen to the podcast. Uh, if you have a chance, go on our Apple podcast or Spotify. On Apple, you can leave us a review. You can leave us a five-star review. I always tell people, you leave me one star, I'm going to fight you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm waiting for someone to do it. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> just so I can like find out who it is. Um, but yeah, so give us a like on there. Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram, Berto.Walls. You can follow the Facebook page, which is Journey of Being a Disciple podcast. It's not podcast, but just that. Um, I put when new podcasts are up. This one will be going up a little bit later. Uh, we're recording early, so just getting ahead of it. But we're excited for what's to come. Thank you for coming. Uh, Riley, she has Instagram. I do have Instagram. 
I think it's underscore Riley K or Riley K underscore. Just One go to go to my go to my friends and followers on my on my stuff and just look up her name. Yeah. Riley Hoffer. She's there. Um, do you post a lot? Are you a poster? You frequently. Post? I mean, infrequently. But every now and then. Spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> so follow her on social uh, and get to know her. If you, if, if you want to reach out to her, let her know that if her story said anything to you, do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than that, we'll see you next time for Journey of Being a Simple Podcast. Bye, guys. Bye.